It's Friday night, and your work week is over. Get back and get the latest on the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor, touchdown! The 10, the 5, a pick 6 for the Colts! Get up to speed on the Colts and the NFL, starting now. And he walks into the end zone! Touchdown, I-N-D-Y! This is the Colts Happy Hour on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, welcome in. Preseason game three tomorrow night. The Buccaneers and the Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium. The roof and the window will be open. I'm telling you. You will have a blast, so make sure you get down there. I know it's a preseason game, and it means nothing, but you're going to get most of these starters for a half of football. And again, the roof and the window is going to be open on a spectacular downtown Indianapolis night. Take advantage of it. Check us out at 4.30, beginning at 4.30 tomorrow. The Colts pregame huddle. Me, the gore man, Joe Wrights, and Bill Brooks. We're going to be in touchdown town for you beginning at 4.30 tomorrow. So, love to see you down there again. I'm telling you, on a Saturday night, that will be a blast down there with Tom Brady and company tomorrow night. Lucas Oil Stadium. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Download that app today and make every moment more. The burning question, according to Casey Vallier, is as follows. The room on this roster to start the season, the 53-man for three quarterbacks. You know that Matt Ryan's going to be there. You know that Nick Foles is going to be there. Should Sam Ellinger have played his way on to this roster so far, 19 of 22, 224, four TDs to this point in the preseason, numbers game is a significant issue, as you all know right here. But Casey wants to know at JMV 1070 if you think Ellinger has played his way on deservedly so this 53 man at jmv 1070 you can answer that question and i'll read it coming up a little bit later on hey, interviews with me earlier this week uh, yannick Ngakwe, naheem hines those can be heard coming up a little bit later on in the show but as always we start with the voice of the colts matt taylor the head coach frank reich together in conversational about training camp the end and that final preseason game matt all right, thank you, JMV. It's time now for the head coach's report with head coach Frank Reich. And let's start first with the end of camp, the return of normalcy. Uh, fans in droves, autographs after practice every day. What kind of support did you see from the fans and the city of Westfield and, and Grand Park during training camp this past month? Yeah, in every aspect. I mean, right. first and foremost, we had success on the field, you know, getting a lot of stuff done. But make no mistake about it, part of the objective is – you know, the experience that we have here at Grand Park, the interaction with the community, and a huge success. I spoke to a group of people last night, you know, kind of fans, supporters, and volunteers, and we joked about how excited we all were to get here. <laughs> you know, like as players and coaches, can't wait to get to the training camp, know this is a great experience. But now we're excited to leave, not because we don't love it here, because we know what leaving here means, you know. But this was a tremendous experience. People up here are fantastic. Speaking of leaving here, where is the offense now at the end of camp compared to at the beginning of camp? What kind of growth did you see from that unit? Yeah, a lot, a lot of cohesion, you know, working out details uh, in every in every fashion. You know, really excited about that. You know, obviously having you know Matt at quarterback, having him have a chance to put his stamp on the offense you know get to know the guys guys get to know him 
you know, get that unit working together. Um, you know we're going to want to run the football with JT, so that combination it will feel really good about. And the wide receiver battle ongoing, and it, it heated up a little bit last week, and then obviously with the game field with Detroit, you know, some of those guys are starting to emerge. From your standpoint, how, how difficult is that decision going to be when you whittle down the roster at the wide receiver position? Yeah, very difficult. That that all the positions, but that position in specific, you know, with how the guys have been playing. We've said right at the start of camp, we feel good about this group. Uh, it's, it's a deep, it's a young group, but it's deep, it's talented. So uh, tough decisions ahead. When you look at the defense again in terms of growth, how close is the defense to where it needs to be operating heading into the regular season with a new scheme, new coaches, and obviously a new coordinator with Gus Bradley? Yeah, excited, excited to continue to see the progress. I feel good about it. You know, we got another preseason game. That'll be important. Starters will get to play a little bit. Mm -hmm. Feel like we've made the progress we've needed to see here. Um, and I think right now it's just a question of more live reps, you know, more live reps, more live reps. And so that's what we'll get in this preseason game against Tampa Bay. And, you know, I know how Gus, Gus really does a great job of keeping things simple. You know, when you get in training camp, you're putting everything in the kitchen sink in. And now as we kind of gear down towards opponents, things simplify. We play fast. I'm excited what we're going to see. You know, unfortunately, this week, another injury to, to Rigoberto Sanchez. Some people say, well, it's, it's just your punter, you know, bring in the next guy. But as you know, Rigo is a kickoff specialist. He's your holder. He controls field position. And this guy's a major weapon that, unfortunately, you lost this week. I think he's the best in the league at his position. I've thought that since we've been here. He's so talented and then so productive as a player and then on top of that he's just you know what we represent through and through heart and soul of this team so really this crushing blow mm -hmm. you know um, that's the what we talked about as a team when these things happen it's it's like it's personal we love Rigo it hurts but it's next man up so how do you deal with that how do you deal with the fact that in this business it's a brutal business mm -hmm. you have to have this mental toughness to say it's next man up we got to keep going you know, we got things to accomplish, but man, we hurt for our, our teammate. So that's the tension that you got to find a way to live in. And I think our guys and our building does that very well. You know, on the flip side of that, a guy who's coming back from injury, Tyquan Lewis, he got back on the game field last Saturday against Detroit, really looked good. How, how pleased are you with his progress after his injury last year in the middle of the season around Halloween time? I'm very pleased. Just he seemed like it happened fast for him, you know, like when he started, when he got back on the field, it seemed like he got in the groove very quickly. Mm -hmm. So um, excited about that whole D-line group. Taekwon, I think, has continued to develop each year. And uh, he's going to have a great opportunity this year to take another step uh, and hopefully a significant step for us. Coach, after this preseason game against Tampa Bay, what, what's life like for you the next two or three days leading up to next Tuesday when you have to get that roster down to 53 guys? How, how difficult is it to be you as the head coach and dealing with Chris Ballard to make those decisions? It's the worst time of year. You know, it's the worst time of year. And, you know, the only saving grace is, 16 of those guys, 17 of those yeah. guys will be back on the practice squad. And most of them get a chance to play. So, and then sometimes it's even more than that. Um, it's, not, it's not easy. We all know and the players know it's part of the business, but it's still, it's not easy. And so really the next couple of days are, you know, really, you know, just diving down into preparations, not only for Tampa Bay, mm -hmm. but really forming the roster. You know, Chris, follow Chris's lead there. You know, we talk it through at every position, all the coaches, all the staff, all the 
personnel staff you know, literally go through it player by player, position by position, and uh, make those tough decisions. Well, the starters are going to play about a half in this final preseason game. I know you're not necessarily game planning for Tampa Bay, not scheming them up, but they will see some extended run. How much of an indicator is that half for you in terms of your assessment on where you think your team is going into the regular season? And one of the things I've been saying about preseason is, you know, that it, it doesn't, the score doesn't count, right? It doesn't count. It just doesn't, you got to accept that. But everything matters, you know, that, that every play matters. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's, that's what matters to me. It's, it's what kind of progress are we making? Um, how are we moving the ball? Are we synced up? Are we on the details? Are we playing fast? That's really what you want to see. Sometimes there's things out of your control, plays or calls or whatever. So um, it's not life or death in many respects, but you still use it as a somewhat of a barometer where you're at. That's head coach Frank Reich on the head coach's report. Coach, as always, congratulations on a successful camp and best of luck. Thanks, Matt. Matt Taylor, Frank Reich right there here on Colts Happy Hour. This reminder coming up here at 7 o'clock. Brendan King, Jim Leisure, got a good one coming up in week two of the high school football season. That is Carmel and Center Grove. Down in Bargersville, everybody, on the campus of Center Grove. Should be a good one tonight, 7 o'clock. Brendan King, Jim Leisure, had the call for you again beginning at 7 o'clock. Centerpoint Energy is a proud sponsor of the 2022 Coach of the Week program. Joe Grant of North Miami High School, the honoree this week. To learn more about the program, please visit Colts.com slash high school football today. Love this earlier in the week. If you missed any of it whatsoever, I have a great deal of expectations, as I mentioned, in this defense for the Colts this year. And for me, it starts with a consistent edge pressure presence for the first time since Robert Mathis was in a Colts uniform. Talking about Yannick Ngakwe. We'll talk to Yannick Ngakwe. Our conversation early in the week is coming up next. This is Colts Happy Hour, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. We now return to the Colts Happy Hour, an inside look at the Colts on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Colts Happy Hour. This reminder, the Jim Ursay Collection is coming to Indy. The collection will make a stop at Lucas Oil Stadium September the 9th. The event will open uh, up to the public. Now, the tickets are free, but advanced registration will be required for you to attend. So follow the Jim Ursay Collection on Facebook or on Twitter. For additional details as the event gets closer, uh, Mike Mills, co-founder of REM, will be a part of it. Kenny Wayne Shepard, Buddy Guy, and Wilson of Heart. Kenny Arnoff of Mellencamp's band back in the day, the drummer. Mike Wanchek from Mellencamp's band today will be a part of it. It's going to be a great time. It really will. So enjoy that again. September the 9th, you got to get signed up to make sure that you have tickets. They're free for this event coming up at Lucas Oil Stadium. All right, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. I have a great deal of admiration for what the Colts have done defensively this offseason and very excited about seeing this defense starting the season. And one big reason why is coming off that edge, Yannick Ngakwe, they acquired him in that deal back in March. And he joined me earlier this week to talk about expectations and more in this first training camp 
earlier this week in Westfield and how he feels about this team defensively coming together. Via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Yannick, thank you for the time. How are you? I'm doing good, John. I just had to, just got done literally just doing a practice. Uh, guys got better today on all three phases, special teams, defense, offense. So just just blessed and thankful to be here. Were you uh, running some wind sprints at the end of practice there too? Yeah, we definitely did some gashers. You know, 5, 10, 15 yards of finishing through the goal line. So that's why I'm, bree- I'm breathing a little heavy right now. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> it's uh, Yannick Gakwe with us. I want to go back to March when that, that deal was made. What, was that at all, not the moment it was made and reported, but was it at all a surprise when you heard that the Colts had interest in you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I thought I, w- I was going to be in Vegas for the long haul, but God does everything for a reason, and I'm just, you know, thankful to be able to be reconnected with Gus Bradley and uh, just, you know, being able to play with guys like the Forest, play with guys like uh, Stewart, you know, guys like that, and uh, Darius and Quiddy. So, you know, I'm just honored to be here and uh, just want to pick up the torch and continue that defensive end legacy here. I am, yes. We'll get to that in just a second, too. There is no doubt. One of the reasons I'm excited about this is because of the legacy in which you speak. But I'm curious, your connection with Gus Bradley um, obviously goes back to Jacksonville. What do you guys have between you where you've been together on now three different stops yeah i mean i just understand his 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 philosophy i understand what needs to be done at the leo position and i understand that i need to be a servant leader and give this information and knowledge out to the younger guys especially at my at my position so you know um it's all about who you know you know not even just in football and you know gus we know each other very well and that's how that thing came about together has uh, anybody in the NFL had more of an impact on you as a player than Gus Bradley? Uh, I would say numerous guys, you know, um, not just coaches, but, you know, guys like Bruce Smith, who, I've, who I speak to sometimes, and guys like Howie Long, who, who mentored me at my, 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 uh, my in, in uh, Las Vegas. So, you know, guys like that have made a huge impact in my life, and those guys are where I want to be when I'm done playing this game. And uh, he, he can. He is uh, Yannick Ngakwe on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. All right, talk a little bit about Bruce Smith and, and then Howie Long as well, because it's always great to to get that input, to get that advice from from the greatest guys that ever played, especially defensively here. What, what do they tell you? What type of advice do they give you? Yeah, absolutely. They just tell me, you know, about the preparation. Preparation is what leads to excellent, excellent um performances on Sunday. So, you know, those guys always tell me about how they show me how to break down tape, uh, just how to take care of your body, you know, off the field and just making smart decisions and, you know, always keeping God first. So those guys have, you know, allowed me to be able to grow as a man and as a player. Incredibly athletic dude. So you come out of Maryland, you land in Jacksonville. How much awareness did you have on the advice they're giving you now about breaking down tape and be, you know, the most prepared you can be? How much of that did you have when you first in your rookie season landed in Jacksonville? I, de- I definitely think I'm, I'm, I'm far along, way, way far along than I, than when I've started at as a rookie. You know, just a little more uh, nuances that I've picked up and, and film study uh, tips. So I've definitely grown a lot, and uh, just knowing certain formations and knowing certain tendencies of our offense can allow you to make plays even faster. How much tape do you watch every week in preparation? Man, it just all depends. You know, um, I try to try to get a lot of field stu- a film study in, um, a lot of it, and sometimes I have a day where I pick out just watching the player and watching the man that I'm facing, and certain days I'll pick out just uh, formations. What does this offense like to run in 21 personnel? What do they like to run in 11 personnel? And that 
can just allow you to have certain indicators when you play on Sunday. So Yannick Ngakwe is with us. I mentioned a little bit earlier, I was really excited of all the moves the Colts made this offseason, and I've talked about it various times on this show. Your move from the Raiders to here was the one that I liked the most because this team, as you mentioned, had been without a, a consistent, a significant edge rusher since one of those cornerstones that you brought up a little bit earlier in Robert Mathis. And yeah, you, you look at Robert Mathis, you look at Dwight Freeney back in the day, that's when this defense played at it best. And I'm assuming you know that it's been a long time, you adding to this defense what everybody hopes you can coming up this season. Absolutely. You know, those guys paved the way. Uh, Rob, Dwight, these guys, they were playing at a high level for a very long time. And they played all the way to their late 30s. You know, those are guys that love the game, that played it with a passion each and every down. And guys that were not uh, not as big, especially Rob. You know, he was in the biggest defensive end, but you felt his presence each and every snap. And that's what I intend on uh, bringing here in Indianapolis. It's uh, Yannick Ngakwe is with us. So three of the of the five times you've met up with with Gus Bradley here, I, I did want to ask you this: Has there ever been any frustration with being so good, so productive, and then moving around? So young in your career as much you as know, you have? Yeah, it's, it's all right. You know what I mean? Uh, if I could have went back in time, not if I could have went back in time, but, you know, if things were, you know, the perfect situation, you know, for both sides, I would have still been the Jaguar. But, you know, God does everything for a reason. And I'm still young and I'm at my prime. And I have a lot of football to give to this organization that I'm currently at right now. Yeah, so, can't, yeah I can't yeah. wait to see that yeah, for sure. It's just um, here's the other thing I noticed, and I love that you're doing this here. You have absolutely embraced with open arms Indianapolis and the community. How important has that been with that transition from Vegas to here to, to get here and try to open up for the fans here in Indianapolis? Oh, it's been great. You know, the fans, the huge hospitality is just wonderful. You know, uh, they love their football. You know, they love their basketball as well, and uh, they love their, their, their coach. So I'm just so excited to be able to uh, bring happiness to the city by playing my heart out and uh, trying to definitely bring wins to Lucas Oil. Um, now, did you surprise some folks when you showed up in their backyard over the weekend? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had to, <laughs> had to just stop by, you know, uh, show my face. It's, it's bigger than football at the end of the day. It's about making an impact in people's lives outside of just making plays. It's, does this feel at all different? than your other stops so far, at least being here in Indy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it, feel, it feels like it was divine time. It was definitely time for me, you know, to uh, find a home, and this is home for me. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just grateful to be here. Absolutely. What do you think this defense to you is going to look like? I, I just think, again, you're a missing piece that has not been around here since Robert Mathis. What do you think you and this defense can do this season under Gus Bradley and his tutelage? Yeah, I think we definitely can have a lot of turnovers, a lot of sacks, and, you know, just a lot of uh, finishing drives where we win the game. We, we finish the game and we pull it out at the defense in the last two-minute drill. So, you know, just hoping to bring, you know, a lot of intensity and just seeing a lot of guys fly, fly around on film. I have said this. I and listen. I think you got to set the bar high with, with the group, especially up front that you're you're along with here. You mentioned DeForest Buckner and you know Grover Stewart, and you know you got a couple young guys and Quiddy Pay, and then Dio. Hopefully, you know getting some opportunities too. I think this defensive line should, at the end of it all, be a top five defensive line of the NFL this year. Is that among the expectations you have as a defensive player? Absolutely, I want to definitely be top three, and I want to lead the way for it. I um yeah well I should say top three if you want does that sound better <laughs> it sounds better doesn't it sorry about that I didn't mean to shortchange it but no seriously you look along that defensive line Yannick and you see how much talent 
there is, and I, I feel comfortable in suggesting you guys should be that good. Absolutely. So unique and Gakway, he is on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So uh, what else you plan on doing? You've done some stuff for teachers. You're doing the backyard thing with fans around here. What else is uh, on your mind about things you want to do with social media and try to work your way and meet some fans here? Uh, yeah, man. I just want to keep continue to extend my hand out to the teachers. Uh, we still haven't reached our goal yet. The goal is to get to 91 teachers. We've we've uh, helped out 31 teachers so far. So, you know, uh, that's number one. And then number two, you know, continuing to – you know, share my time with kids that come from uh, similar backgrounds as myself. You know, um, the 28th of uh, this month, we would definitely uh, bring some kids out to a baseball game. And there's more details on that, but I just wanted to bring those those kids out to allow them to have a great time. How much of your background has obviously defined you to the, the person that you are right now? You know, everything, you know, from, from the start, you know, before I even – uh, picked up a, a helmet to play football, you know, just being raised by a strong, hardworking woman, my mother, and uh, just enduring certain elements in, a, in my environment growing up. It instilled uh, discipline in me, it instilled confidence in me, and um, it just allowed me to be grateful in the moment each and every day. So, Yannick Ngakwe with us. So, I also, my, uh, the people I work with the most is Teachers Treasures. I don't know if you've heard of them around here, but okay. the, the, yeah, the teachers, the, the teachers have to, people tend to forget about this. In, in preparation for the school year or really a school day, they end up buying a lot of supplies and use their own dollar to buy those supplies. And Teachers Treasures helps out to uh, help them out with that that particular part of, of just being a teacher in general. And Teachers Treasures, if you ever look, into that that is a great one around here that i know so many of our educators love and you know that's the one i've been firmly behind for a number of years now could you shoot me some more information on that uh, you, you want me to send it to you via twitter please, please yeah abso- yeah absolutely well okay. margaret margaret sheehan and i know you won't remember this now because you just got through running and i okay. but margaret sheehan is the lady's name awesome in what she does and she helps so many educators my mom was an educator my wife was an educator and I, i'm big on that and she helps so many around here because it's so expensive and you know a lot of that money comes out of their pocket and they do a great job at teacher's treasure so yeah i'll hit you up on twitter here in just a bit and uh maybe we'll get together and we'll work together on something see if we can help out some folks around here appreciate you so uh, yannick and gakwe was a really good conversation right there here a part of Colts happy hour here on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan coming up next. We have another one of my conversations this week with a guy that's going to be used a ton offensively. And he talks about that and more. Naheem Hines joins us coming up next on Colts happy hour. Caesar Sportsbook is a proud sports betting partner of the Indianapolis Colts. Tomorrow night, preseason game three, Buccaneers and Tom Brady and the Colts, the roof and the window open. I'm telling you, preseason game wise, this is going to be a blast. We start 430 as the pregame show, the Colts pregame huddle. That starts tomorrow in Touchdown Town again at 4.30. After that, countdown to kickoff. And then we got game time for you. Preseason game three tomorrow night right here. Naheem Hines on the other side. This is Colts Happy Hour, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. No show talks more about the Colts than this one. This is the Colts Happy Hour on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Top of the hour, we've got... Brendan King and Jim Leisure with Carmel and Cinegrove. Yannick Ngakwe just on the show. He was a part of the week we had here. 
on the show, my show, early in the day from 3 until 6, the ride with JMV, absolutely outstanding. Again, if you missed any of it, 1075thefan.com, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today and make every moment more. Meantime, another one of our guests this week is a guy that's uh, offensively speaking is going to be utilized a ton this season you can expect now both he and jonathan taylor will not be playing coming up tomorrow night against the buccaneers in that preseason game number three but he would expect to be huge coming up this year offensively here's our conversation from early in the week with naheem heights joining us now the andy moore automotive group hotline one of the favorites of the show every time he makes that appearance uh, we call him 21 you know him as naheem hines and 21 for that matter of the colts he's on the andy moore automotive group hotline naheem how are you i'm well just got to on practice so actually on the practice field right now so just hey, excited and blessed to be here i thought about this yesterday and i hated about rigoberto sanchez um i thought about you holding will you be holding on saturday that's a good question. I know I'm the backup holder, though. It actually crossed my mind as soon as he got hurt. I was like, oh, my. I might have to hold this week. But uh, I'm sure I'll probably bring in somebody else who's way more capable than me. But uh, you know me. I'm always ready to go in case it happens. We talk about you all the time on this show. We may have done a segment on you you holding on Saturday. And I, I hate it, too, because Sanchez is such a huge part. I, I mention it this way. You, you talk about any injury, Naheem. But but Rigoberto, he's a positive. And, you, you know, you make a, a sure thing positive you feel so confident about, and you take that away from a couple of different aspects of the team, and that hurts. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's true. Um, even, like, when we're looking at backups, like, we really don't have a backup as long snapper or punter. We even have two kickers here. So that just goes to show how great Rigo is. Uh Honestly, playing with Rigo and him punting me the ball in practice makes it way easier in the games. He's played, he's played so long and he's played at such a high level for such a long time. We're gonna miss him. Yeah, and I, I want you to speak to that if you wouldn't mind too before we move on because you 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 get to field his punts in practice. Um, how how good is he at what he does, and how difficult might that be for the team to track down somebody that can do it at that particular level? Uh, it's super hard. First of all, there's not good punters out on the streets. Like, you know, if you do a receiver that you know you can just pick up, but a punter who's consistent as Rigo, who consistently give you 50-yard punts, who can hit any punt on command is big. And that's why Rigo's still here. they consistent. And even um, if you just have punters work out, it's just hard because they're so inconsistent. And that's why Rigo was so great because he's, he consistently did any kick he wanted to do whenever he wanted to do it. That's why he's one of the best in the league. He's Naheem Hines on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. My producer Kyle and I were talking about this right before you, you called in, too. Um, it, it, when you get at the end of camp like this, is your body a little bit worn down? Or how, how, how might your body feel at this point in time when you're nearing the end of camp? Uh, I'm, a little, I'm a little bit tired, but, uh, you know, that's just how it is. Uh, Football, you know, your best days, the first day of camp. So after that, from now to January, we're not going to be 100%. So uh, my body's a little bit tired, but uh, I've been resting the world, doing everything I can to care of my body, and I'll be ready to go 9-11. Does, does it get you set camp-wise to be that tired, to feel that way, knowing that most of the, the season outside of maybe week one, you're going to be dealing with tiredness, with aches and with pains, and you're going to have to play through it. Does that help you prepare for that? Yeah, and I mean, even just playing a football player, I tell my family, like, you know, we're professional pain management managers, too. Like, you know, every day we wake up from running, we're going to be sore, we're going to be tight. So, I mean, you just learn how to deal with it. And then, uh, like I said, you just do the most you can for your body and just stay prayed up and just pray like, you know, injuries don't happen. And they're a part of the game, but you just do everything you can. So, even if they do happen to you, you can just be like, hey, I put my best foot forward. 21 joins us. You do anything different this offseason in preparation for this year? 
Uh, no, not really. I was on the track running. Uh, yeah. I mean, I ran a lot more routes. Like, I tried to learn a little bit about the route game, and uh, just I got coached up by Reggie Wayne and, you know, some other NFL, former NFL receivers, uh, my coach and Maurice Harris and Charlotte. So, uh, you know, it's been a biggest thing for me is, you know, staying on the track and getting as fast as I can. And then just getting better in the route techniques, uh, be able to run corner routes, intermediate routes, long routes as a receiver. So that's really probably the only thing I did differently this offseason. What's Reggie Wayne told you, taught you so far about playing that position? Uh, the fa- you don't have to be the fastest. You just have to be the fastest in and out of your breaks. Even the fastest receivers aren't the fastest in and out of their breaks, but that's how you create separation. Just getting in and out of your breaks, and he's taught me a lot of great tricks to, you know, do that. So, uh, honestly, after, you know, him being my coach for the OTAs and this, I see why he was open a lot. He has a lot of great tricks I've never heard of. So, uh, for me, him and Scotty have been doing a great job, and I've been just trying to absorb as much information as I can. All right, so how many of these tricks do you have in your bag now? Uh, you know, I probably got three or four of them. <laughs> three or four, you know, hopefully by week one I'll have maybe five or six. I try to learn something every week, and uh, every every day I go out there and run a route, and they coach me and teach me something I've ever been taught before, and that's really a great thing. So been super excited and humbled to have great coaching in my back. Yeah, Naheem Hines joins us on the Eddie Moore Automotive Group Hotline. So uh, your, your teammate and friend, Michael Pittman Jr., was on the show last week, and I asked him about <laughs> you. Um, I asked him about you, and um, he, he kind of answered the question about you as a receiver. And, and the, the form in which he answered it was like this. He said, you know what, I think he should probably just start being in the same room with us, being in the wide receiver room instead of the running back room. Is that kind of where – I mean, I know you're still going to be a running back, but how much more of a wide receiver are you expecting to be this year? Well, first off, for me to say that, you know, I, every day I, uh, I ask for reassurance that uh, the receivers claim me. So it's pretty cool that Pittman came on here and said that. He's a oh, great yeah. player. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I have, my, I have my days where I'm at running back and I have my days where I'm at receiver. Uh, you know, it would be cool just to be in the receiver room all the time, but, uh, you know, I play running back and protection is big. So uh, especially teams that run exotics. So, uh not exactly sure I can say that, but I'd love to get some more coaching. Uh, I actually have to spend extra time, you know, getting extra routes done. I come in on at nine every other day, every couple of days and with Scotty, just learn the, uh, learn the receiving game. So if I can get in the room more, it's awesome. But if not, I'm happy with my role. I'm going to take what I can take. And, uh, and even my role as receiver, it's all about what I do in practice. If I'm not running routes and winning, they won't call the ball. They won't call it for me. So that's really my goal is to win in practice. It's funny, too, because you know this and your family knows this before. I've, I've been touting you for years. You've got to use him more. you got to use him more. I mean, he's it's just um, you know a guy that can give you a lot. And it didn't seem like that you got the opportunity that we were looking for a year ago. What makes you think that you're going to get more of that opportunity this season? Uh, you know, different – Different players, different system, and uh, you know this is a different year. Everything, a lot of things are different. But uh, uh, one thing that Coach Montgomery said to me that stuck with me is, uh, in the NFL, you have to be ready for your opportunity if you ever get one. So uh, if I get one or don't get one, I'm gonna be ready. But uh, I, have, I, have a, I have a good feeling things will come my way that they haven't came before. And I've been working really hard and uh, been uh, building good chemistry with our new quarterback. So uh, hopefully that helps out as well too. But uh, last year was last year. The opportunities may not came, but that was last year. This is a whole new year, and as we know. Every year is different, so uh, not really worried about last year. Just going to try to build on this year. Hey, you read my mind regarding your chemistry, your relationship with the quarterback. How has that cohesion gone thus far? Yeah, I mean, you know, when there's a guy who could just be like, hey, Naheem, I'm going to put it on your left shoulder, and every time, nine times out of ten, he does it. I mean, pretty cool. It's been been real good working with Mr. Matty Ice, and uh, he's been really great. Uh, it's been a pleasure to work with him. I've grown up watching him for years, and uh, it's been pretty cool just like, you know, to – you know, even though I've been here five years, I'm still a fan. Like, you know, getting to, getting to meet Nick Foles, getting to be in the huddle with Matt. It's been really a pleasure and honor. And honestly, even sometimes I'm starstruck a little bit because it's like, hey, this is the guy I've watched for 
years. But uh, great chemistry. Uh, I'm trying to do everything on my end to win to win for him. And, you know, even if I don't win, there's been times he's just throwing the ball in there and I just had to make a great catch. But you have a quarterback like that, the chemistry is easy. The 21's on the show here on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. I'm not asking you to compare, but just in, in this case, Matt Ryan as a leader. What have you taken from that so far? What, what is he as far as the leadership qualities he brings to the field for you guys? Uh, you know, he's, he's everything we want a leader. He's a very, very great leader. And uh, one, the one thing about that is uh, he's very accountable on us and even himself. Uh, when, when he messes up, he's like, that's my bad right there. As soon as before the coach can even say something, he's in the meeting. We're like, that's my bad. I have to give you a better ball. And that's one thing that we need. This that's one thing we need here is just accountability. The players for the players accountable. That's what Frank and Chris Ballard always say. And that's one thing Matt's going to do. He, I think we're just going to be a lot better because he's going to hold us accountable, and we're going to make sure we're on our P's and Q's with everything. Naheem Hines is with us. I'll ask you to open up the playbook, and you'll say uh, probably not, but I'm going to ask you anyway. I, I think it's better off when, when you and Jonathan are on the field at the same time. I mean, always, because you guys are always such a legitimate threat. I mean, a scary threat to defenses where I mean, there's no relaxation whatsoever for them. Will you guys, do you expect to be on the field with him at the same time, regardless of if you're targeted or getting the ball or whatever? Do you, you feel you guys are going to be on the field more so than a year ago at the same time this year? I, I pray so, and I think so. I mean, I, JT actually showed me the numbers, and we like there was a tweet or something that we saw the numbers, and uh, numbers don't lie. So uh, with that, and JT and I being on the field, uh, that's really on me. JT's going to be on the field, and that's one thing regardless. So I got to make sure I do my job to be on the field and run the routes I need to run and be in the positions I need to be in and make the plays I need to make so I'm out there because uh, JT's one of the best players in the league. So uh, one thing about me is, you know, just trying to help him out, you know, and uh, – any way I can possibly do that, if that's being on the field, then I'm do it. But that's one thing I want to do is help two way two way go and uh, help this offense get going. And I believe I, I remember that the tweet you're talking about too. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't even need a tweet. It's just you, you watch and you guys both out there, you present a threat. And I'm not suggesting you're going to be a decoy, but you're just always going to be that threat to make something happen out there that that makes the defense feel a little bit different than when one of you are on the sideline holding your helmet for a play. Yeah, and one thing I'll say is uh, Frank and Marcus are really, really smart. So, uh, you know, just JT and I being out there will probably stress defenses out. And then we got, you know, like a great mind like Frank and a great mind like Marcus and Matt and all those people in that quarterback room helping out. You know, with that, the sky is going to be the limit because we already put a lot of strain and stress on that defense with them thinking. And then we have a great play caller and offense coordinator quarterback who's going to make creative ways to get us the ball and creative ways to trick defense and then just be our, be good with our base stuff. So uh, I'm super excited to, you know, be out there and uh, – have an opportunity and that's really what i want every week it's an opportunity to play and play the game i love you sound excited you always sound excited but you sound even more so this year it, it does it's, it's there's a different feel from talking to you for the first time at camp this year than what it has been in the past you, you well, can we feel that too tomorrow. what's that yeah we break camp tomorrow i'm excited to go back to my bed <laughs> i'm excited about that but uh you know every year is different and uh you know this year is a great year you know this is my fifth year here and i've seen all the teams we've had and, uh on paper this might be the best thing we play with but we know that doesn't matter so uh a little bit of excitement is about, you know, everything, new new quarterback. Uh, we got Gilmore, who's a great, great player. You know, Darius is coming back. And there's a lot to be excited about if you're a Colt fan or a Colt, but we have to go out there as players and execute and uh, make sure we live up to the name. You going to be on the in the punt game? You going to be returning punts this year? Uh, yes, sir. I plan on it. You're going to be doing a lot. Have, have they? Have, I'll be busy. Have they told they you? To do. Have they told you officially? I, I just the reason why I bring this up is I guess it stands the reason where you, I, I think you're going to be utilized so much offensively that maybe they would want to take you away from the punt return game. Has there been no conversation about that at all? From what you know, you're still going to be the punt return guy. Yeah, don't say anything too loud for Frank to hear that, uh, dude. Who do you think you're talking to here, man? I got. I'm having you on the field every play here. 
Uh, yeah, but, that, but that's where I'm at. Uh, you know, obviously, Frank is a coach. He sees, all, he sees things all the way through further than I could possibly see them. But uh, he hasn't said anything to me about it yet. And uh, really, what well, my goal is, I love being out there at punt return. I feel like, you know, if I can get past that first level, anything's possible. And uh, I'm super excited to go back there and, you know, cause havoc back there at punt return. So uh, hopefully I get to do it a lot. And uh, I want to make sure I keep that job and do what I can to make sure I'm out there and help with that team. Win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team win. I promise you I won't say it too loud either. There's there's no way. So it's just it, it's interesting the way that you have uh, you've evolved right before our eyes as a, a player here. And uh, I thought last year that, that maybe underutilized player. But this year seems like between you and Jonathan and this offense with a new quarterback, it seems like you guys feel to a man that the sky's the limit offensively here. The sky, is, the sky is the limit, and the only person who's going to take us down from the sky is us. So, uh, And that's one thing that we can't do is beat ourselves. We have to execute. And uh, that's really one, one thing about us that we've talked about this year. Is, uh, sometimes we've been beaten, but a lot of times, you know, as all football teams say, it's execution. We're missing having Emmys and things like that. So one thing we've been trying to do is make sure we finish and focus on the details. Yeah, I know you say last year's last year, and I, I do get that. How long did it take you to get those final two games of the regular season a year ago in the rear view for you? <laughs> probably OTAs when I got back to OTAs and it was a new situation and when I got back in the building I think that's when everything kind of went behind me probably in yeah. April or May whenever OTAs was but uh like I said it was man last year was last year and it was just uh it was unfortunate how things happened but uh what Chris Ballard said you know early in training camp he said you know amongst amongst every great thing is a crusadable time and that was just really a tough time for us and it's a dark time and uh for all champions to be born, you normally have to be knocked down or knocked out to get back up and be a champion. That's how you become a champion. Most people aren't just coming out here winning. They've had to go through hardships and struggles. Every time I've seen one in the Super Bowl, the past 10 years has went through some hardship or struggle before they got there. So that's how we look at it. And uh, all those hardships and struggles that we've had the past four years are hopefully building us and maturing us to what we plan to be this year. Did you dig hard knocks? Would you do that again or want to be a part of that again? I actually haven't even watched it yet. Really? Yeah. I have not, got, I have not gotten to watching it. Is that with a purpose, I'm assuming here, right? The reason why? Uh, I mean, I hate how I sound on camera, but also, too, I think just I wasn't ready to watch Hard Knocks. I think that's something I'll probably look back on, look back probably in a year, maybe next offseason to watch it. But uh, maybe this is how with the, how the season ended. Maybe I don't want to watch it. But I just honestly hasn't been I've, been. I've been fine on it. And my family's told me enough about the show where I haven't had to want to watch it. So, I mean, I guess I'll watch it. But, you know, I'll definitely show my kids that or something because we were stars in like a reality TV show. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Now you, you you hate how your voice sounds on camera. You sound fine. I, yeah, I, I hate hearing myself talk on camera. Isn't that hilarious? But uh, yeah. I mean, I, maybe that. But I think really just how I think it's how the season ended. Maybe where I just I think I just really want to put last year behind me, literally. So I didn't even watch Hard Knocks last year. I think that's really what it was. Man, that's interesting though. I I, I get it though. I, I do get it because last year ended with with such a thud. I, I've said this around here for a while, and I'll let you go after this final thing, is that uh, the, the, the season ended a year ago, and again, it was a year ago. It ended in such a fashion where you're really not going to be able to completely forget it until you get into this season, start playing, and win games right. and make you forget it that way. Right, exactly. Like, I'm watching Hard Knocks. I'm trying to get over last year. What am I going to do? Watch the last two episodes and watch the Vegas game and the Jacksonville game? Then I'm, gonna just, I'm just going to relapse. We're trying to move forward here, Jay. We're trying to hit, we're here trying to move forward. So, uh, you know, I think um, just really with that, I'll probably watch it this year or next year, maybe sometime during this year, but uh, just hasn't been on my bucket list to watch it. Plus, I know everything that happened, too, so I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me know when you, you do watch it. Man, honestly, we've had you on a number of times here. You sound fine. No problem whatsoever. You sound good on camera. <laughs> Don't sweat it. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. I'll talk to you again soon. Be safe. All right. Thank you for having me on.
Naeem Hines right there on Colts Happy Hour, 93.5-107.5. The fan. Here's the form credit union question of the week. How many current Colts have won a Super Bowl and who are they? We'll answer that coming up in just a bit. Visit the Forum Credit Union Fan Forum section of Colts.com. Interact with other fans online. You can post a topic, participate in various discussions regarding the Colts. Forum Credit Union helping members live their financial dreams. I see Joe in the building here, so that must mean we got a little high school football coming up at the top of the hour. Carmel Sinegro, Brendan King, Jim Leisure on site at CG with the call. That's coming up at the top of the hour. That follows Colts Happy Hour, 93.5 and 107.5. The fan. We're talking all things Colts on the Colts Happy Hour heading into the weekend on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment more. Here's the Form Credit Union question of the week. How many current Colts have won a Super Bowl? Who are they? Stephon Gilmore, 18 with the Patriots. Quarterback Nick Foles, 17 with the Eagles. Rodney McLeod, 17 with the Eagles. Armani Watts, 19 with the Chiefs. Linebacker Brandon King, not to be confused with Brendan King. Brandon King, 2016-2018 with the Patriots. And you can almost most add to the list, Ryan, who had his Falcons up 28-3 to over the Patriots, of course, only to uh, witness the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history and to lose. That's your Forum Credit Union question of the week right now. Voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor with wide receiver Mike Strawn. Matt? Colts camp continues for the Colts. I'm Matt Taylor, and joining us today is second-year wide receiver Mike Strawn, who's fresh off three catches for 45 yards and a touchdown against the Lions in preseason game number two. Mike, first off, thanks for the time, and congrats on that big play in the end zone. What did that catch mean to you in your young career here? Uh, it mean the world to me. You know, I'm excited to be able to, you know, come out here and make some plays for my team. You know, it's been a long process for me, um, but being back and, and making some plays is real exciting. You came off of PUP last week after missing a lot of time in the spring in that first chunk of camp. How difficult was that for you to miss that that valuable time for you on the field? It, the hardest part for me, you know, was being away from my team. You know, my teammates, the coaches, that's, that was the hardest part, not being able to practice. It was real difficult. And But, you know, right now I'm going to have some great momentum moving forward, and I'm glad to be back. What did you do to stay mentally and physically sharp during that time? I guess start first with the mental how did you go about making sure that you were on top of the playbook even though you weren't on the field? Oh, yes. Mentally, you know, I had to take a mental approach. You know, I was not able to go out there and do anything physical. But mentally, you know, I stayed in the game, stayed in the playbook, you know, continued to, to, to meet with the QBs, stay on top of the game. So from a mental standpoint, I just stayed focused, stayed the course. And then physically, I mean, Frank Reich talked last week. You've gone from zero to 60 in a short amount of time. I know you are you were dealing with that knee. How did you physically – stay conditioned while you weren't on the field uh you know a, a lot of praying you know a lot of praying a lot of you know doing extra work to make sure that my body is where it mm -hmm. needs to be um so a lot of extra work a lot of a lot of time with the trainers and making sure you know I'm good to go that's mike strong with us colts wide receiver mike how much more comfortable are you now compared to last year as a rookie um you know the more the more i'm out there the more uncomfortable you know so being, you know, from, like you say, last year, being a rookie, you know, first time coming in, you know, is always, is always that area where you got to, you know, get comfortable and get, you know, get adjusted with the team. But, you know, I'm just, 
a lot more comfortable now and excited, you know, for the process moving forward, excited for the season. I mean, the, the, the regular season coming up, right. you know, is, is real exciting. I mean, it was it was crazy last year. I mean, COVID was still still ongoing. You had the protocols. You were a rookie. You know, obviously a lot of quarterback carousel around that position around you trying to make the team coming from a Division two school. I mean, can you describe just all that you were dealing with, uh, you know, on the field and off the field last year as a rookie trying to make this team? Yeah, you know, it was a lot that went with it. You know, me coming from a small school, a lot of people looked down on me because of that, you know, and that was another um, obstacle I had to overcome. It's just people looking down down, upon, down on me because I came from a D2 school. But, you know, I have a big heart, and I'm not, you know, worried about that. I'm just ready for what this team has to offer. You know, I'm excited. You know, you're looking good, offense, defense, special teams, and I feel we could go all the way this year. Yeah, you know, and what ways has the game kind of slowed down for you? If we can focus on the field for you, Mike. Uh, being able, being able to, you know, um, read coverages, read, yeah. um, you, you know, convert off of certain um, um, zones, you know, different stuff like that. Um, um, it's just becoming more natural and comfortable for me. It's Mike Strawn, again, is a wild ride last year. Again, drafted and shining in camp and then inactive down the stretch. Were you able to kind of take some things away from last year off the field that can kind of help you going forward? Um, you know, just just staying mentally there. You know, staying staying focused. Um, that's the biggest thing. You know, people. You know, when you're in a situation like me, you tend to you know kind of drift away. But my my whole mentality is, you know, my time is coming, and you know, I believe that 100. percent But also, you know, saying that, you know, I'm just here to do whatever I can for the team. You know, that 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 comes first, and I feel blessed to be here. That's Mike Strawn again, Colts wide receiver with us. What's your confidence level like now? Year two, you're finally healthy. You're back on the field. Now you can just focus on football and all that you learned last year. What has that done to your confidence level going into this last preseason game? Um, right, right now, you know, my confidence level, I, you know, I'm really confident. And my goal is to help my team win every game, you know, we play. It's just trying to stack wins and, you know, try, trying to chase after that conference champ. All right. I love asking guys this question. What's it like working with Matt Ryan on your end? What has that been like for you working with a 15 a year vet? He raises the standard real high. You know, that's that's a big thing. He, he has high expectations for us. And that, that just raises, you know, the, the love of competing, you know. So being able to compete, you know, and show what we can do, you know, it's just he's he's that type of guy that, that, that brings that energy. Getting on the field with him again, missing a lot of the spring and then the early portions of training camp. Have you learned anything about him or has anything about him surprised you that you didn't know before you actually got in the huddle with him? Uh, for, for me, it's just watching his routine, you know, even pre-snap, you know, what he's looking at, you know, things that he's seeing, just his routine throughout the day. You know, those are the things, you know, I pay attention to. You know, I like to ask myself, you know, what what does a 14-year vet like him do throughout the day? And what are some of the things that he's looking at pre-snap? Um, you know, stuff like that. So watching his routines and seeing what he does is kind of the things that I pay attention to. Mike Strawn is our guest, Colts Whiteout, and Reggie Wayne is your position coach. Mike, how has he made you better so far? Um, in many ways. You know, he's actually been there and, you know, he's he's played the game. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of a lot of things, you know, he is helping me with, um, you, you know, as far as the details in being a receiver and playing for the for the Colts, you know, and for, for him, you know, he, he has a, a, a high standard for us as receivers. So, you know, we have to bring the juice, you know, and, you know, he always tells us, you know, bring the juice, um, you know, come ready to go and, you know, everything else will take care of itself.
Uh, there you go. Mike Strawn and the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Download the weekly official Colts podcast featuring the latest news, analysis, insight, interviews, and more regarding the Colts. This week you can hear camp chats with Mike Strawn, as you just heard, Mo Alley-Cox, and so much more. Matt Taylor goes inside football with Rick Venturi. That's also fantastic. You can check out all of those and more at Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and the Colts audio network anywhere you download your podcast. This reminder, I'm going to be with you. Coming up tomorrow at 4.30, me, Bill Brooks, Joe Wrights, and the Goreman from Touchdown Town get you set for the preseason game number three, Buccaneers and the Colts. After that, you've got countdown to kick off with Matt Taylor, Joe Wrights, and the Goreman, and then game time coming up tomorrow night, which should be fun, honestly. The roof and the window open for the Buccaneers and the Colts coming up tomorrow night. I got you tomorrow night next door on B105.7. That is a part of the JMV takeover. Once I get back from Touchdown Town, we'll roll some music, all request style for you tomorrow night. Meantime, Brendan King, Jim Leisure, and my man Joe coming up next. Carmel and Cinegro High School Football Game of the Week. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.